Sometimes life feels out of our control. We get stuck in trauma, old patterns, and change feels out of reach. Sometimes it feels like fate. We want to help you break out of old, unhelpful patterns and become healthier. We're fate resilience, taking control of the outcome. With licensed therapists, Jennifer Oxford, Taylor Madsen, Haley Mayer. Welcome back. We've gone through the six kinds of resistance to change, uh, how that's related to motivation. And now we're going to finally talk about what motivates people. So thanks for sticking with us as we got through the six obstacles to change. Now we're going to talk about the three things that motivate us. We're going to start with the first one, and that's fear or pain. Um, pain and fear are really popular motivators but they're not very effective ones. They're really excellent in the short term, but they don't lead to long lasting internal kind of change that people are looking for. It's essentially like rearranging deck furniture on the Titanic. There's lots to see that's being done, but nothing that's going to make a difference. This came up for me as I was talking to a parent this week and we were talking about um, a child being disrespectful. And they said, I would have never talked to my parents that way. And I said, okay, why? And, and we talked about, well, because I would have been hit or spanked or something like that. And I said, yeah, that is a difficulty that the way that parenting was allowed through fear for so long now would often be considered abusive. Um, and so it's, I think we're, I think it can be hard for people to recognize that fear, while it might be, uh, get an immediate result is not effective. I think, um, yeah, we're going to probably mention parenting a lot during this episode because I feel like this is where I see it a lot. Parenting or like, I feel like personal health journeys, these are where these two things come up. It's either the fear of what if this happens or parenting, it's like, I can't control the scenario. So I'm going to put fear. Like we kind of joke about like, put the fear of God in them, you know, that kind of a thing. There's fear a- of which God? I know. <laughs> The thing with that, and I I like what you guys have already brought up with that too, is just this idea of like, we, sorry, just a second, Maggie's tail is hitting me. Maggie, down. Hey. Sit, Maggie. Uh, All the way. She sneaks. Um, We should leave that in the podcast. We will. (laughs) Um, I think, I think uh, fear, we need to separate this to internal fear and external fear motivation, Right. Internal fear motivation is I'm worried that, okay, I just went to the doctor, high blood pressure, okay, or, you know, high cholesterol or whatever it is that I'm hearing from the doctor. And they tell you those scary things of if this continues, we have to do this, right? And there's a stroke or what have you. And they're usually not putting fear too much. Sometimes they do. My doctor is really great about like, I'm just telling you what it is. You decide what you think is worth with that, right? And, um, but I'm doing the internal fear of if I don't, I have to do this. And if I don't, I have to do that and blah, blah, blah. And my doctor's usually like, yeah, we can solve it by this. And so you decide how you want to work with it. Then there's external fear of like, when we mentioned with parenting, of there's an external force putting this emotion of fear tied to this action that is making me need to be motivated or saying that's the reason I should be motivated. So, um, you don't clean your room. Well, then I guess you don't get to come play with us going to this place over here, right? So there is internal fear and external fear as a motivation. Both we are stating are not as effective in actual, as we're talking about like genuine motivation and the energy behind it and continuing with that motivation through change. Um, 
So that's, I think, just a good thing to just pay attention. Where is my motivation coming from? Is it fear that I am perpetuating inside and growing? Or is it fear that someone else is introducing to me and saying, you should be afraid of that, right? Um, Where is that coming from in us? There's a really popular study that's been replicated about people walking across flat areas like a desert or the plains, something like that on cloudy days when there's not a fixed object to move towards and nothing in the horizon yeah nothing on the horizon that you can fix your eyes on to move towards and so the best they can do is try to move away from where they've been and people will be incredibly squiggly they'll they'll monitor these test subjects um i'm not sure if it's ankle monitors or what but they have gps trackers on them and they will be incredibly squiggly. They'll cross their own paths. A lot of times there's some belief that they'll tend to favor their dominant leg or their dominant hand in the direction that they wander, but they can't go in a straight line and they can't get to the destination that they're trying to go to. Mm-hmm. But on a day when they can see the sun, they're able to move in a straight line. For me, using pain and fear as motivators is the same way as just trying to move away from something rather than moving towards something actively. People will end up back where they started. We end up falling in the same thing that we're afraid that we'll become. And I think that's the main driver for generational patterns and generational trauma is I don't want to become like my father. I don't want to become like my mother or I don't want to become like the person that raised me. Mm-hmm. And because we don't know any different and we're just trying to run from something, we end up right back where we started. Yeah. I think if you've listened to our previous podcast about fear and you give yourself permission to understand that if you use fear, what you're using is entitlement, obligation, and resentment, meaning you are obligated to do this to avoid pain or to avoid rejection. Haley kind of talked about with health journeys, but just in general, social rejection, this happens a lot in advertising and stuff like that is we don't want to be socially rejected. Um, And then afterwards, after I've completed what someone does, I will then feel resentment towards them for making me do it out of fear. That's where that, that intergenerational trauma comes in. And then I feel entitled, um, to feelings of victimhood or um to resent or what's the word i'm looking for it's not resent retaliation um or eye for an eye kind of experience and so the fear while it may actually look like it is effective in the moment it will fear does move us into fight flight freeze and so it can move us into a fight if that's what we're trying to do but the problem is, is those are short acting experiences. So, and they'll use a lot of energy. So we mm-hmm. see this a lot with people, they get a real big energy surge from the fear and they'll get it done. But then there's this huge lag afterwards and it requires a lot of recovery. And so it's important as you think about that, of why are we doing things? Well, if I do it out of fear, like I'm rescuing my child out of the middle of the street, that was worth getting the adrenaline rush it might be exhausting and those kinds of things but if i'm constantly daily trying to fight using fear um whether it's a battle with um my health whether it's trying to get love and acceptance from people in my life whether it's 
trying to avoid a habit that's not working for me, that that eventually you will become exhausted Mm -hmm. and you're actually more likely to go into old habit patterns that weren't serving you. Well, you're, you're mentioning to that fear of running to grab my child out of the street. Um, I think an important thing to look at that is you're going to, there is a defined object to go towards value your child's life. And you're like, there's a defined mission here. I go to that. Right. And then when you're talking about the fear of what if the fear, there is no defined thing to go towards. It's a huge empty void. And so I think you make a really good point with that too, of just when fear is in a place like to motivate me to do a specific task, specific thing that I can accomplish. Right. Then it's like, okay, I can do it right now. If we were to, and that's where motivation, that's why we talk about smart goals. We talk about clearly identifying it, right? Motivation measurable. If I get to my child in time, they will be fine. Right. If I get there, you know, if I run, this is the way I can do it. If it's the idea of what if my, what if, um, everything's wrong happening in my life, you know, that's such a huge, vast thing there is no thing to run towards. We're going to like walk around in circles and just be everywhere and not know what we're doing and things like that. So that's the important thing of that's why we have, when you're in nature, you look for the North star or you're looking at your compass and you're looking at, those are giving you clearly defined little ways to identify a thing in the distance. And then from there work towards it, because we know in nature, we're never going to walk in a straight line. Okay. Personally, I will never walk in a straight line because I have a leg that's technically a half inch shorter than the other. Know that. So on a large radius, I'm sure I will go on a circle. <laughs> okay. Haley, we've been friends for so long and you've been I know. keeping this I know, right? I used to have a lift in my shoe. I had scoliosis as a kid, things like that. Still do, I guess, technically, but. Was the scoliosis from your leg different? So it's because it's like a fraction of, it's not even a few. If you looked at me, you wouldn't be like, yeah we know, right? I know there was this lady in my mission who she had the same, except hers was like big. So she'd have to go to the cobbler and get like a chunk of rubber on the bottom of all their shoes. But for me, it's like very fractional, but that my hips are uneven. And so my back's trying to correct it on its own. So it creates that curvature. So it's not because it's just like scoliosis in the sense of like, it just created itself. It's trying to compensate. So for me, I would joke, like if I'm in a large field, who knows, maybe I'll be walking in a circle and I won't even know. Right. But it's the situation where, you know, off track, um, situation where we try to give ourselves those predefined areas. Cause we know there will be success there. The minute we're just like, let's just wing it. Right. That's not always going to guarantee success. It, it can happen still. I'm not stating it won't happen. But the chances of it happening are far more unlikely than giving yourself an option, right? If we're shooting blind, you could hit something. Doesn't mean you're going to be able to, with the same percentage of accuracy, do it within one shot kind of thing, right? So again, fear is not the worst thing in the world. I think it's okay for me to go to the doctor and be told that my cholesterol level is a bit high. And say, well, I don't want something bad to happen. So what am I going to do? Right. But if I'm told my cholesterol level is high and then I have a goal of, let me lower it. I know how to do it, doing these things. It's going to motivate me still. And I'm going to learn how to do it correctly. And then I have to also work through that emotion because we can't live in fear and have our immune system be okay. Have our, you know, 
any part of our systems be okay. So you have to move out of that fear and move into a different type of motivation. It's a good initial one sometimes, but it's it can't be a long lasting motivation. Yeah, fear or pain bring you to therapy. Don't go away from this podcast saying, I can't go to therapy because I'm afraid or in pain. Please come to therapy still. It's a good or, indicator. Yeah. Instigator. Yeah, absolutely. Come and then we'll work together to get a different motivation for you to continue to change. Um, we're not saying don't use this motivation for yourself ever. Just don't stay there. Think about like Invisalign braces. You start out with one and then you work your way to better ones and are going to get you towards your goal more. Start with the one that's not quite helping move your teeth the way it needs to be. Start with the general one and then we will work as you are growing to make ones that are healthier and more what you want. As you're saying that we didn't at the beginning of the podcast talked about the three motivators that we're going to cover, right? Which is fear, benefit, um, and then values. values. Yeah. And as you're saying that, um, I think, you know, a lot of people may hear this and think, I'm not ever allowed to make people feel anxious or uncomfortable in making a choice. Well, Next time, we're going to talk about what motivator benefit is. And as you're talking about health issues, there is a fear aspect, right? Life and death sometimes for mm -hmm. people. But there's also a benefit of the next thing people go to is the benefit of getting healthier. The benefit of doing this would be a different type of motivation where if we're just and, and you talked about running to get your child in front of the car, there's a benefit to that as well. Yeah, your um, child's alive. Yeah, we like that. Your child's life and mm -hmm. their values. You kind of talked about that. So we kind of hit on as we shift out of fear, if we say, what's the benefit? So if you're saying there's no value here, I, I don't value what I'm doing and I don't see a benefit and I'm just doing this out of fear, that type of motivation is the is the kind we're really focusing on. Now, if you it gets you to what Taylor was talking about, if the fear gets you to a support system that can help you then identify benefit and values, that's going to be the best situation for you. So a lot of people mm -hmm. do start in fear and that's not the worst thing. It's not a don't do anything if you're in fear. It's about go get help, right? So Taylor, you were talking about the study and then you talked about then as I see the sun, suddenly I have a focus and I have some things. That's when we make progress, but don't wander forever without any direction just away from something yeah it's kind of like uh this is such a dumb metaphor in horror movies when they're running away from freddy krueger or jason they always end up right back there right yeah because they're not like let's go to the police station they're like let's find a place to hide we don't even know where and it's like that geico commercial i think where they're in we're gonna go into the shed with all the chainsaws or something like that like <laughs> Yeah, you just you don't just stumble upon it. You often have to go find it and you need to have a clear defined way to get through it. And so I think what with what we're all looking at and saying in different ways of it is like it's it's not going to be the worst. It's better than nothing. Absolutely. Start off with what you got. It's better well, than it's, nothing. It's better nothing unless someone else is using it to control you. Yeah. Which yeah. is something that people often do. Right. And, and someone, that's my, yeah, go hmm. for it. I was going to say, that's one of the things I want to make sure is we understand that you being in fear, motivating yourself. That's one thing. Other people using fear to motivate you. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to just say that that is a sign of an unhealthy dynamic. 
and even as parents, we have to realize if we're using fear to motivate children and it's not a life or death situation, we've got to be checking in on our own self-care, first of all. Why am I using fear to motivate? Why am I not using relationship and some of those other things that might be more healthy and benefit and value, which we'll talk about the next ones. Mm-hmm. And it's And it's often because of scarcity and some other things. So just be really aware of who's using it. Is it coming from a place that we can switch it into some of, some of these other motivators that might be healthier? Fear and pain can come up in sneaky ways uh, and motivate us in ways that we maybe weren't aware of. Procrastination is an indication that we're using fear as a motivation. Procrastination is actually rooted in perfectionism. Uh, we're afraid that we won't be able to do a task or a mission well enough. And so we delay, we delay, we delay until our standards lower enough and we do it. <laughs> we just get it done because we're afraid we'll never measure up. And so we delay until we can't delay anymore and we just get it done. And so fear, you know, we end up, uh, like we said, right back where we were afraid we would end up of not doing something well enough because we delayed so much there wasn't time to do it well at all. Yeah, even as you say that, I thought it's true. I procrastinate until my fear of not doing anything will move me either towards it or I give myself permission to give up. That's true. I do that. So if you have fear, Notice You're what it's human. telling you. Yeah. Notice what it's telling you. Kind of like we talked about in the emotions episode of being, you know, fear, being afraid. Notice what's telling you. Use it as a motivator if it if that's your initial thing. Um, but then that's where you get to move through it and then find something that can replace that motivation to be something that's more it's that's a quick kind of um quick fuel for you, but it's not going to be long lasting in the same way as finding a fuel that's going to like be in a more grounded mindset that isn't in that crisis mode. So notice it, start with that and then move through it and find something else that you'll eventually be able to use a motivator. And we'll talk about that in the next episodes. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please feel free to rate, subscribe, and review. And if you want to find us on social media, we're on Instagram and Facebook at Fate Resilience. We'd love to hear from you.